0: From the Mercy One Studio.
1: Man up! Brought to you by construction professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stapulis every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now it's time to man up.
0: Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy One Studio, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. I am Joe Stopulus. And today, I am joined by the head of the Word on Fire Institute, Mr. Jared Zimmerer. And we'll have a conversation with him on evangelization in the culture today. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle of your protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jared Zimmer, uh, really excited to have him on the other side of the break. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Word on Fire and everything they're doing there. My wife and I joined the Institute uh, this year earlier. Uh, and I've really enjoyed what what we're getting from them. Uh, and it also feels good just to give back uh, to such a great organization that's doing so much to evangelize the culture. So we'll have Jared on, on the other side of the break, talk about, uh, the new evangelization and then specifically how they're fitting into it, what they're doing and how we can evangelize. Uh, had to add this in, in the first segment, uh, in the first reading, my, this is on the February 6th my grandfather's birthday. So uh, my grandfather, Carl, who passed away last year, I did a tribute to him uh, in probably October or so. Uh, So did an episode on him and all the lessons we learned from him. So this is his first birthday uh, we we had without him on earth. And so for people who went to daily mass that day, and especially for my family members who showed up at daily mass that day, I talked with my uncle uh, and he popped into daily mass to, to, as a tribute to his father, who was a daily mass goer. Uh, And the first reading was David from from First Kings, and David's on his deathbed, and says as time as David's death drew near, he gave these instructions to his son Solomon. I'm going the way of all flesh. Take courage and be a man. Keep the mandate of the Lord your God, following in His ways, observing His statutes, commands, ordinances, and decrees, as they are written in the laws of Moses, that you may succeed in whatever you do, wherever you turn. And the Lord may fulfill the promise he made on my behalf when he said, If your sons so conduct themselves that they remain faithful to me with their whole heart and with their whole soul, you shall always have someone in your line on the throne of Israel. Hard to imagine a <laughs> more concrete message from my grandfather to his sons and grandsons. Uh, that's one of my favorite, I, mean, I get a pretty emotional thing about it. It's one of my favorite uh, lines in scripture. Uh, I talk about it quite frequently, and the fact that it it was the message that was delivered uh, on my grandfather's the first time, first birthday without him here, uh, is very, very appropriate. I could see him smiling down on us, saying, "Listen here, guys, everything I taught you, everything I taught you, to love your neighbor as yourself, uh, to take care of those who need it, uh, and to be a good husband, a good father." You can hear him saying the things I enjoined upon you: go to mass, follow the Lord. Uh, And in that first reading yesterday, on the sixth, you could just, you could just hear it. So, uh, had to share that little, uh, the little God moment with all you. Uh, stick around the other side of the break. We will have Jared Zimmerer. So don't go anywhere. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction. Dream Dirt's online equipment auction, Farm Bid, is an online auction house for farm machinery. We take your equipment photos and information and create listings for our customers to make it as easy as possible to get started selling machinery online. And each item is advertised individually to get the most exposure. Bidding happens 24-7 at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. Thank you to Confluence Brewing Company for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo, heard Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Confluence Brewing Company is a local brewery in Des Moines featuring seasonal and limited release beers. They have cans and growlers to go, apparel and other gifts for family and friends. Live music is featured in the tap room. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Thank you to Confluence Brewing Company for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio on the web at ConfluenceBrewing.com. That's ConfluenceBrewing.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus, and today I am joined by Jared Zimmerer. He is the director of the Word on Fire Institute. He's a husband and father of six children and lives in North Texas. He holds a Master's in Arts and Theology from Holy Apostles of College and Seminary, and is currently working towards a Ph.D. in Humanities from Faulkner University, also a graduate of North Texas University, which we owe you a thank you for Hayden Fry. So welcome to the show, Jared Zimmer.
1: All right, good to be here.
0: Yeah, so anytime I see North Texas as a diehard Iowa fan, I have to at least give an homage to the late Hayden Fry. Uh, so thank you for everything you guys did <laughs> in in And helping create what then created IO football. So
1: (laughs) good. I'm glad we can contribute to that. Yeah. Appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it. Well, hey, Jared, I've been following your guys' work, obviously, for some time. Most, I'm assuming most of our listeners probably have. Uh, Anyone who listens to Bishop Barron uh, and knows anything about the Word on Fire movement uh, has, I'm sure, been impacted positively. So, on behalf of all of us, thank you guys for the work you're doing.
1: Oh, it's, it's an honor and, and a true blessing to be able to do what we do.
0: Well, yeah, so I should I should. Guess I could start at the top. How does a guy who majored in, it was kinesiology or something, some sort of uh, fitness deal, uh, find himself as director uh, over at the Word on the Fire?
1: <laughs> uh, pure providence is all I can really <laughs> say to that. Um, no, yeah, you know, growing up, uh, the main things I cared about were sports. Um, you know, football, much like Iowa, is kind of a, a religion down here in Texas, and so I was all about football and basketball. And I thought, you know, perhaps I'd get into coaching. Um, I got more into the area of, of powerlifting and bodybuilding specifically when I was in high school and college, but, uh, always loved sports. Um, but right around my sophomore year of college, I just had this, uh, major conversion in my life. And it was actually after a, an opportunity to go down to Mexico city. I, I heard the story of the Cristelos war, particularly, uh, blessed Miguel Pro and it just hit me right in the heart. Um and I started to kind of think differently about maybe what God wanted to do uh with my life. Um long story short, I actually started working in insurance uh, right out of college uh and then started doing a little bit of speaking, a little bit of writing in the Catholic world. Um and my first book called The Ten Commandments of Lifting Weights, uh, kind of combines my love of the weight room of sports um along with Catholic spirituality. Uh, and that actually got onto the radar thanks to social media uh, with the folks at Word on Fire, particularly about Steve Gruno. Um And that grew into a relationship, uh, you know, that we we have this kind of shared love of that world. Uh, and then from there, I got invited up to Mundelein Seminary to meet Father Baron at the time to speak to the seminarians about fitness, masculinity, you know, reaching men in the modern world. Uh, and then from there, just grew into this. And I've been here for about four years.
0: Nice. Well, uh, I gotta ask, this is a a very important question. How many grams of protein does Steve, does Father Steve get in a day? That guy is huge.
1: (laughs) I would imagine probably
0: around like 180, 200, something like that. Minimum. um, Minimum. Yeah. There's a a picture of him in this. We'll we'll get to the magazine later. There's a picture of him in the magazine. I mean, I work out, but there's no amount of protein I could eat to ever look like that. So, uh, anyway, back to the story at hand. So, are there so you are really entrenched into the the new evangelization? Um, are there is there a statistic out there today that maybe scares you the most in terms of the state of the church today and its future is there Something that scares you the most, and maybe on the contrary to that, is there a stat that gives you the most hope?
1: Yeah, so I guess the 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 one that scares me or scares me the most it's it's actually kind of a shared statistic uh, between this rise of disaffiliation, which is now a quarter of the country, a quarter of the United States um among millennials it's actually like 50% so these are people that just completely disassociate with a a formalized religion in any sense um there's a lot of kind of statistics within there of their different religious beliefs their different spiritual beliefs etc uh but the fact that they're just completely leaving a formalized religion um at such a rapid rate um is is certainly uh staggering but the other the other statistic and i think this is one that catholics in particular need to be very aware of is that for everyone that joins the Catholic Church, six are leaving. Um, so we've got this major, major issue of people not finding a reason to stay uh, in the Church, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, but one that actually also provides uh, hope, and it wouldn't necessarily be a statistic, it would be more of a, a cultural shift that you see uh among the young. And you see it in personalities like Jordan Peterson. You see it even in personalities of secularists like Joe Rogan, where there's this desire to find out what's actually true. Um, and so there's kind of this shift. It's still relativistic at the point at this point, but it is starting to shift towards, you well, know, there's something foundational here that we need to seek out together. Um, and that's actually I think a, a very good thing that, that's happening in the culture.
0: You know, I think your conversion story plays into this, and the fact that you were, I guess, you're classic Catholic, or so maybe it's kind of a, a reversion with Blessed Miguel Pro. You know, the examples as the Church, as people are searching for this, uh, and they're 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 questioning what the big questions are in life. Having guys like Miguel Pro, who is a man's man, having a guy who has stood up for his faith, willing to die for his faith. Those are the examples we need in the church today. So I, I just I think about this call, you know, out of the call of a men's ministry, what are we doing to cultivate uh, a church that is attractive to men looking for this? Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Peterson, I went to his talk here in Des Moines last year. It's mostly men. I mean, it's mostly men going to these yeah. things yeah. that are looking for it. So what, are, what do you think? What are you guys doing? At Word on fire. What can we do uh, to help fill that void?
1: You know, one of the continued statistics that there's really two um, that happen when people leave the church or, or become disaffiliated, one is people just gradually left and, and it seems like nobody cared, right? They, they stopped going to church and, and nobody even noticed that they stopped going to church. So there was an issue with community, and that's one thing that men struggle with just naturally, but particularly in the modern world, we struggle with it quite a bit. The, the, the middle-aged uh, American male is the loneliest that's ever been recorded in history today. Um, and so, a communal issue is definitely there, and I think that's part of the the rise of, of, popu- of popular uh, populism with with Jordan Peterson and the like. That there's kind of this community that's gathering around this guy, um, and we're kind of in this thing together. The other aspect of it is they didn't find any of the teachings convincing, um, and so they end up leaving. And this can be anything from religion and, and science to you know, you, you name it, moral issues, you name it. But there's kind of this undertone of a lack of finding meaning in the church, and that's that's what I found whenever I read the story of Blessed Miguel Pro. It was one of those things where I was living the average college lifestyle. You know, I was worried about my car, about you know, girls I was dating, about you know, going to the gym, all that kind of stuff. But then when I see that story of Miguel Pro, it's like I don't have anything in my life that is so meaningful that I'm literally willing to stare death down for it. And that's what Miguel Pro totally represents. It's like this, this thing was so beyond this material world that he was willing to smile and forgive the guys shooting him. Like that, that, to me, was such a moment of, of freeing reality. Um, and I think that what the church needs to do is to offer both that community uh, as well as, as this sense of, of truth and, and meaning um, that goes all the way through the Catholic intellectual tradition. You know, it goes all the way into our sacraments, you, you name it. Um, but there's something there, particularly with this this source of of meaning um, that that is very attractive to the modern uh, mind, particularly with guys.
0: Well, I think yeah, guys we like a challenge. Uh, just naturally, right. we like a challenge. And I think so. Blessed Miguel Pro challenged you, right? He showed you what it means to be a man and what it means to to die for something that is bigger than yourself. And so I think as a church, that's what we need to to get to the call to men is. There is something bigger than you, and there's something. here's a challenge. Here's something you can struggle with. So what do you think, you know, in terms with that kind of purview in mind, what are the, the major challenges in terms of actually evangelizing and catechizing the culture right now?
1: So the challenges, I, I mean, one thing would certainly be um, this, the problem of relativism, uh, because if you're showing up with certain truths, they'll say, well, that's your truth versus my truth. Um, if they say, you know, certainly with certain moral truths or what we might call the transcendent, transcendental good, um, they would say, well, that's, that's your morality versus my morality. Um, and so something that we focus on at Word on Fire, um, one of our principles actually at the Institute is called leading with beauty. Um, it's this ability because in, in the beautiful, there's this inability to kind of fight about it. You know, it's, if you go to say the Sistine Chapel and you bring an atheist friend, there's just something beyond vitriol that you're both looking up at this just amazingly beautiful piece of art, um, and so there's a kind of common ground, a common experience. Hans Urs von Balthasar called it an arresting quality that we have when we have beauty in front of us, um, and so it, it's able to kind of deal with these challenges in a way that starts the conversation at a place of agreement. So, for example, with Guy, right? You you share the story of Miguel Pro because it's something beautiful. Like, this is a life well-lived, a life completely fulfilled in something beyond himself. So there's a common ground there now. And now let's dive into what made him that way. What were the truths, the moralities, the things that happened to him that, that caused him to want to give up his life in the way that he did? Um, and so I think one of the main challenges we're going to have to deal with um, is very. we have to be very good in our apologetics, and there needs to be... Of new and vibrant ways of sharing the truth of the church. Um, and then always leading with beauty. It's always um, a reality that we're in this together.
0: So, what do you guys, so your specific role is on the, so Word on Fire is kind of, I'm going to use my my terms here, is kind of the hub, is the, 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 the overarching piece. But you guys, you specifically are on the Word on Fire Institute. Uh, okay. And so, walk, talk to our listeners about what the Institute is and what you guys are doing.
1: So the Institute has been formed um, digitally for now uh, to be able to form people in the ethos of Bishop Barron. Now, Bishop Barron has been doing his evangelical work now for 15 to 20 years uh, in the secular space as well as inside the church. Um, and we, we have come to find there are eight principles, so I mentioned one of them, the Leading with Beauty, um, that have been very effective in reaching the modern world. Um, and so we formed the Institute to create Specialized courses in theology and philosophy, but also things like practical evangelization. You know, we have a course coming out on on sociology of the disaffiliated. It's very good to understand and know these numbers. Uh, but also psychology, you know, family relationships, you name it. Really anything that can help uh, equip an evangelist to go out and share the gospel of Christ. But We do all of it within our own kind of ethos, within these eight principles. They fit within that because we find that they've worked over the past 15, 20 years. Um, And so they go in, they have these courses that we go through together as a community. They also get free access to One on Fire Digital, which is a um, a house of all of Bishop Barron's films and topical studies, anything that he's done, as well as many extras, a lot of film lectures that he's done. Uh, And then we also offer a quarterly journal. uh, You had just mentioned it, uh, that has a picture of Father Steve in it.
0: Uh, Among among other things, among other things. (laughs) Right, yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, And each issue goes into different topics of, of an association with evangelization. So the one you mentioned actually is on economics and evangelization, right? A constant topic of conversation that we're having with our family and friends of, of economics and, and social teaching. So what is Catholic social teaching? Um, and so in there, that's the Father Steve Grunow is a, a a interview because we did the with Bartolome de las Casas, one of the great heroes of Catholic social teaching uh, in our tradition. And so... We try to provide really everything and anything that we can to form an individual to be a successful and efficient evangelist, always inviting them into the divine life that, that the church offers through the sacraments. So um, that's that's why we were formed.
0: By the way, this so <laughs> we joined the Word on Fire Institute. Uh, a, we, we obviously listen, my wife and I say we. Uh, we listen to a lot of the stuff you guys already put out there, and this is mostly our way of giving back to say, all right, we'll give some money to the nonprofit uh, in order to help support the mission. Well, so, and selfishly, we get to get a lot of great content out of the deal. Well, so then comes this journal, and I didn't even research this thing out. It just shows up my door. It is wonderful. It is it is awesome. So you guys are doing great work with it, uh, and it's incredible just how g- all the articles are really, really good. I, I'm in a in a men's book club, and I was saying, you know, I enjoy going to that and really diving deep. So, one, I almost feel like a prerequisite to reading this journal is to know some Dostoevsky Um that's sure. a side note. There's a lot of that in here, but so like we'll go over Brothers off and discuss it. Well, this I almost feel like we need to have a book club for just this journal. There's so much good stuff in here. Uh, you talk about leading with beauty. It's actually a great. It's actually just a beautiful uh, publication in general. But there's a lot of deep uh, meaning truths and in the the articles are just wonderful. So kudos to you guys on this thing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We really see that that journal as kind of an embodiment of the word on fire thing. And we wanted to create something that was beautiful. That if you wanted to go drop it into a Starbucks, you know the average person would want to pick it up just because of how beautiful it is. And then you get into it and you realize how substantive it is, how uh, kind of wide ranging it is, in its topics. Um, and so I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah,
0: no, it and it gives you it gives you uh, a lot to chew on to be. Completely, it's, it's so <laughs> think about food. There's junk food. You could read People magazine and get some junk food. This is solid, nutritious food uh, to chew on. Uh, and so, again, I, I'm excited. What's the next one? This was on economics. So it's really – I'll give our listeners a – you should, A, go to, the, go to the Word on Fire Institute and, and join. Uh, but this one was on economics, and so there's a lot of great stuff on what does the church think of capitalism versus socialism, and then how does our, uh, how do we respond to that with the Catholic social teaching? And it's a big issue, so a lot of different ways of looking at it. Um, economics was this one. What's next?
1: So the next one comes out in March, um, and it's actually on what we call the digital age. Uh, so evangelization in the digital age, what does that look like? Um, so it ranges from numerous topics. We've got one guy that takes a look at Augustine City of God and compares that to, okay, how would he see the digital age uh, today? Um, we've got, I actually have an interview in there with uh, Mr. Dave Rubin, oh, nice. uh, who yeah. is, yeah, he's a, a very well-known secular guy on YouTube with over a million subscribers on there that we talk about how, how do you talk about truth in a digital age, even though he and I wouldn't necessarily agree on a lot of the, the truth that we're talking about, but good dialogue and how do we do that in the digital age? Um, all the way to you know, some people going into, you know, the, the state of, of say Catholic Twitter right now, uh, which is unfortunately pretty vitriolic. know, yeah. How do we help heal that yeah. and uh move forward as a church to be more evangelical? So uh, the next one's a digital digital age and then actually after that one we're going into uh cinema. Um, so a big nice. passion of Bishop Barron's uh, since the beginning was movie reviews, um, and so uh, evangelization in cinema. How do we how do we speak about modern day cinema in a way that can speak to uh, your family and friends who may not be believers? Uh,
0: two other things to note in this current one: you guys do a a portrait of, uh, of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Versati, which is wonderful, and then you also had a conversation with Arthur Brooks, who's who's a genius as well. So it was a really great, a uh, really magazine. Really excited about the. Uh, the next two journals as well. What can we expect from the Word on Fire Institute going forward? Are there other major endeavors that uh, you guys are reaching out for?
1: There are, yeah. A couple of new things that we're um, going to start probably over this next year. One thing in particular is to start gathering up actual physical communities of people. You had mentioned, uh, you know, a book study with, uh, and a men's group, (laughs) sorry, um, and you know, we now have kind of a worldwide initiative and we need somebody to come in and help to start forming these individuals as like physical communities. Right now it's a digital reality. We want them to start coming together. Say we've got, you know, a hundred people in Orlando. We want them to start coming together, praying together, awesome. maybe offer a retreat for them, um, offer really, truly a, a, a kind of way of life, a spirituality, a sacramental life of expectations for them. Uh, some other major things coming up that, uh, I can't share everything, but yep. we're, we're currently talking with some major universities on offering some on-campus, uh, continued formation, uh, as well. Um, and then of course we'll continue to offer these, uh, you know, the Bishop Baron Presents that we've done with Dr. Brooks and Leah LaBresco. We're going to continue, of course, doing those. Um, and we've got some amazing, of course, courses coming up, um, my course on, on Thomas Merton is coming up very soon. Awesome. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got uh, just, it's such a wide ranging variety uh, with all of that. But uh, yeah, there's some big, big plans. You know, if, if you go back and read uh, Bishop Barron did a book with John Allen Jr. Um, that uh, goes through a lot of a kind of a vision of what he wants. It's called to light a fire on the earth. Mm-hmm. He goes through the vision of what he wants to accomplish through this Institute, which is truly a, a movement, you know? Um, and so, he, in there, he talks about growing into communities, growing into actual like physical buildings in major cities around the world, eventually even maybe having an order of priests. So We've got major, major um, dreams and, and hopes that can come through this, but uh, it's step by step, right? So uh, we'll, we'll keep offering the best we
0: can. Well, again, I, I just thank you guys for the work you're, you're doing already, and best of luck in the future. And to all of our listeners out there, how can they get connected with what you guys are doing?
1: The best place to go to is either wordonfire.org org, um, or they have to get, you can go to wordonfire dot institute to learn specifically about what we're doing at the institute.
0: Yeah, perfect. And again, again, I just can't encourage you enough. It's it's a it's a really great thing to do. It's a great way to feed yourself. You know, I, one of the other major things I get out of it. I'm a huge podcast guy. This allows me to get deeper. Um, with what you guys are doing uh and so for people who are big podcasters this is a way to have uh even even more information at your fingertips which goes deeper than just a a podcast can do so jared jimber thank you so much for joining us today My pleasure. Anytime. We're going to head to a short break. Stick around and we'll be right back.
1: Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits. Or they were helped when their kids were in school. Or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great. And after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, (laughs) ctoiowa.org. Thank you to Tamiya & Sons for your support of Dowling Catholic High School basketball. Tamiya & Sons is an Italian family restaurant with old country authentic Italian food. Enjoy the local atmosphere where you may even spot a priest, politician, or even Willie Farrell. Take advantage of Tamiya & Sons bocce ball court with the kids while enjoying Tamiya's homemade bread, pasta, and real Italian homemade desserts. Tamiya & Sons is located on Southeast 1st Street, just south of downtown Des Moines, and around the corner from Graziano Brothers. 515-282-7976, TamiyaAndSons.net. My
0: help comes from you. right you my- Welcome back to man up on Iowa Catholic radio. My thanks again to Jared Zimmerer, go to their website, check it out. If you can afford it, please, you should join it join the Institute. Uh, a lot of great stuff they're doing there. Uh, and again, it's just kind of next level uh, when it comes to getting an education. Uh, really high quality stuff they're doing at the Word and Fire Institute. and It's just a great organization to support. This Friday, man up lunch. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life Offices uh, at the Diocese. And women are invited. Your spouses are invited at the Valentine's Day special on the 14th. Uh, so check that out at St. Francis of Assisi at noon on Friday. And as I've plugged the last month and will continue to plug, if you've not done so already, please go to com slash events, get signed up for the men's conference or go to com. We have hundreds and hundreds of men already signed up. Would love to have you there if you've not signed up. Uh, it will really help us with our numbers uh, to figure out how big to make this room. Uh, we might have up to a thousand guys, so the more accurate we can make it, the better. Uh, Matt Campbell's the keynote. I'll be giving a talk. John Leonetti, the bishop. It's a full morning uh, next Saturday on the 22nd of February. We'd love to have you join us there. Thank you again for joining me today on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis, and it's time to man up. Man up,
1: inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.